Francis Gargani, Redemptorist, happy to be with you once again on this daily podcast sharing with you from our provincial residence in Washington, D.C. Being a Saturday on this Sunday weekend when we celebrate the Transfiguration, I feel at a disadvantage, and even more so because I find the two readings of today's scriptures completely incompatible. The first scriptural proclamation is from Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 through 17, outlining the prescriptions for celebrating every 50th Jubilee year among the Israelites. The gospel reading is the Matthean account of the beheading of John the Baptist, which I now will proclaim. But do let me know if you experience a common note or theme linking these two readings. This is a reading of the Holy Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. Herod the Tetrarch, of the head, heard of the reputation of Jesus and said to his servants, This man is John the Baptist. He's been raised from the dead. That is why mighty powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John, bound him, put him in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, for John had said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Although he wanted to kill him, Herod feared the people, for they regarded him as a prophet. But at a birthday celebration for Herod, the daughter of Herodias performed a dance before the guests and delighted Herod so much that he swore to give her whatever she might ask for. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and the guests who were present, he ordered that it be given, and he had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who took it to her mother. His disciples came and took away the corpse and buried him, and they went and told Jesus. If nothing else, the narration of John's beheading does indeed demonstrate that our story as members of the family of both our Jewish and Christian tradition doesn't shirk from the ugly and tragic aspects of life. It's all there. Herod, of course, stands among us as a particularly sad case of a mendacious and cowardly leader. He not only has conspired with the conquering Romans to keep his own people in line and oppressed by the outrageous taxes that keep most of the populace barely subsisting. But he has transgressed Jewish law by marrying Herodias, the wife of his brother, which John the Baptist condemned. Herodias realizes John can be trouble for both her and Herod, popular as John is with the people. John, speaking truth to power, of course, landed him behind bars. No fool, Herodias wants John out of the picture to consolidate the power she and Herod have over their people, as well as to safeguard the rather luxurious lifestyle they enjoy from their own corrupt scheming and machinations. It's a story repeated over and over throughout history. When prophets rise up among us, like our own Bishop Oscar Romero, that challenge the oppressive and unjust status quo, 
speaking truth to power. They're sil sadly silenced one way or the other. There are numerous cases throughout our present modern world of journalists, politicians, religious leaders, lawyers, professors and teachers, and ordinary people jailed, persecuted, tortured, and murdered in a too large a number of nations ruled by basically dictatorships, modern-day Herods. And enough people in our own country who have challenged our nuclear arsenal and the ongoing manufacture of these weapons of mass destruction that would usher in the apocalypse have also, also suffered imprisonment. For this weekend is the anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima, followed in a few days by the anniversary of the bombing of Nagasaki. That nuclear explosion centered on the Christian community there, the cathedral as its target point. More than ever, it is imperative for us as a nation, not only to acknowledge the sinfulness of such an atrocity against humanity, but to stop playing the war games of nuclear nightmare. Arming NATO nations with nuclear weapons at the border of Russia has only been additional provocation to the nightmarish war now enveloping the nation of Ukraine. So, we pray in communion with all our prophets who challenge all systems of warmongering and denial of basic human rights of God's people. Pope Francis begs us to not give up working for peace and to recognize our own participation in supporting the heritage of our day and the beheading of prophets like the Baptist. May our faith in the ultimate power of the prophet Christ's death and resurrection empower us to never give up the vital work of nuclear disarmament and cease arming the wars of our wounded world. Oh God, beyond all praising, we worship you today and sing the love amazing that songs cannot repay. For we can only wonder at every gift you send at blessings without number and mercies without end. We lift our hearts before you and wait upon your word. We honor and adore you, our great and mighty Lord. Then hear, O gracious Savior, accept the love we bring, that we who know your favor may serve you as our King. And whether our tomorrows be filled with good or ill, we'll triumph through our sorrows and rise to bless you still. To marvel at your beauty and glory in your way and make a joyful duty 
our sacrifice of praise.